The road to consciousness. We will solve the biggest mystery in human history. How can we have such a rich, subjective, internal experience of life, yet not know from the physical workings of the brain where or how consciousness arises? We're going to do it by putting things into two buckets. Knowledge, uh, we have enough data and evidence that we can say this is the truth. And having to make some assumptions, otherwise we're going to go around in circles. Today I wanted to talk about intentionality. What does it mean to intend to do something? It, that concept definitely separates us from everyday objects like this table. Uh, it definitely is one of the characteristics of life. We have intentions of performing actions. That's really what our consciousness or whether it's a byproduct of the conscious experience we've talked about experience being at the heart of consciousness you are experiencing life you're not just processes and functions going through life you're having a rich experience of the color orange uh, every single day it's it's very ingrained in you but also there is a, a I want to say perceived, maybe the right word, intentionality to the actions you are taking. Again, non-living things may are made up of the same matter as we are, as biological systems. This table is made up of the same atoms and quarks and everything else in the universe. But there is something different about us being biological uh, entities where we're able to, without some cause take some sort of effect for instance this table is not most likely gonna like raise itself or move one meter to the left by itself there has to be something that is causing that effect us on the other hand it feels like we have intentions we're able to do things uh today i intended to record this there was some mental aspect to my consciousness on top of the experience I was having, when I first woke up, obviously that was when the experience kicked in. Now, when you're sleeping, you have different type of subconscious experience. But when I woke up, my experience straight away, it came into play. I knew who I was. I had uh, an immediate understanding of the surroundings, the environment, which is what our conscious experience is geared towards. But then I thought about certain intentions that I wanted to take today and certain actions that I wanted to take today, one being what I'm doing right now. So it feels very much like we are intentional beings or creatures and that the consciousness, our consciousness has given us this ability. Now it's very interrelated, but I see it differently to free will. We've talked about free will before and most of science today being subscribing to a deterministic universe will tell us that we don't have free will. The reason being is that we live in a, a, a universe where it's very well-defined, proven, tested, or at least from our experience laws that basically understand how the universe is evolving and since we're made up of the same type of elements atoms and quarks as everything else then we also follow those laws and therefore things are going to go through time in exactly the same way as they were going to go through without us our mental ability to change that this is going back to the dualism argument. How can something non-physical affect physical? Where does the matter come from? 
all of this interplays to, to questioning whether we have free will. Now, intentionality, I see it, again, slightly differently. Free will is choosing between two different paths in your, let's say, world line. This is going back to Einstein's uh, block universe where time exists throughout past, present, future, and we are basically traveling as a line through that. We feel like we have choices whether to do one thing or another. Now, after we've perceived to have made that choice, or actually it's irrelevant for this today's topic, whether we choose to do it or not. So maybe we'll, you know, continue talking about free will another time. We then at least feel like, and I want to use the word feel, it's an experience of intentionality. Once that choice has been made, again, whether it's by our own um, free will or not, then we intend to do something that takes an action in the physical universe. And that intentionality is clearly a very key part of the conscious experience. It's what does separate us from non-living beings. Um, And that is something, again, whether it's a perceived intentionality, sort of comes back to the discussion of whether the physical brain and consciousness is something that is at the forefront of... The physical brain as in do we consciously think and then perform the action some people have said consciousness is a byproduct of the physical workings of our brains i.e we were always going to do what we were going to do we go ahead and do it and then we consciously sort of aware of it that feels a little bit counterintuitive again it feels because we do think about things and then they sort of happen there is a time sequence here and i think that's where the question of whether consciousness happens before or after certain things, whether you're in a conscious state at certain points of you're physically doing things, it's really how time plays into this whole thing. Now, there's other theories that consciousness is like a, a side, a parallel path to the physical universe. And maybe conscious is just sitting outside of it and it's just, you know, along for the ride. So there's many different ways of trying to understand what intentionality means. But same as free will, I kind of said I wouldn't talk, <laughs> talk about it, but it's the same type of emergent experience. Um, Regardless of whether we have free will or not, it certainly feels like it, right? And if you ask 99.9% of people will say we have free will. I think that's a common, of course we do. Like I'm choosing to do things. That's part of my experience. Intentionality is also the same type of part of the experience. Now, the thing that sort of jumps out is downward causation. If we're intentional about changing the physical universe, um, then obviously we are implying that there is downward causation uh, to emergence, which is strong emergence, which again comes all the way back around. This is why I go back around in circles is like how, where is that physical matter coming from? If it's like, how are we affecting physical laws of the universe through what? What is, what is the cause that is taking out an effect? Um, I certainly believe that we perform so many things subconsciously and almost unconsciously. And we've, I don't know if we've talked about like conscious versus subconscious versus unconscious. Subconscious is really things happening without you being actively sort of mentally thinking about or being cognitive of what is happening. And that's by design. Um, abstraction we talked about building blocks being a key part of what i believe is uh, is reality like the certain number of uh fundamental 
elements, you could say, that when you arrange it in a certain way, i.e. like quarks, when you put them in a certain way, they make the, the, uh, the, the nucleus, the, the proton and neutron and the nucleus, and same with like the elements, uh, periodic table of elements. When you combine them in a certain way, we get everything that we see. Physically, we are the same thing, but the abstraction principle is that our consciousness or the way that we evolved now gives us the ability not to have to be aware or at least experience the things that are happening at such a lower level of those building blocks. For instance, you know, you have trillions of cells right now all interacting and working very well to provide your bodily functions. That's abstracted away. You don't have to know any about this, at least at the conscious experience level. Now, subconsciously, is where a lot of things happen. Your body is regulating and maintaining itself. Again, you don't even have to think about like the organs performing their functions or as you go one level up of the systems of multi-organism organs doing what they need to do, your respiratory system, for instance. So that's all by what I would say pretty... I don't want to use the word design because I don't know if we've talked about intelligent design as a theory yet, but... In some manner, it is the, 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 the system itself is designed that we don't have to worry about what's happening at the lower levels, and that's the abstraction principle. So building blocks and abstractions are two very key principles, uh, I believe, to solving this puzzle. And when you go one level up, even to go back to the example, when I thought about recording this uh, podcast, this session... There are so many things that went from me waking up to me recording this that I did subconsciously. I think walking is a great example. Even driving these days, we can almost do without consciously have to think about it. And that's, again, by design in some ways because we there is a conservation of energy principle throughout the universe. Energy is always conserved. It's transferred from one to another. It's created, destroyed. There's also what I call, I think there is a theory out there or at least a principle of a path of least resistance light takes the path of least resistance electrons take the path of least resistance how they figure out the path uh, i've i've touched on this i haven't touched on this before but i've seen things regarding this there's something in the universe about uh, particles going from one location to the other how do they know what the shortest path is they will always take the shortest path this is another principle of the universe i believe the energy conservation plus that is something that our consciousness is geared towards we don't want to spend a lot of energy we are uh, abiding by similar laws where we don't want to spend the conscious energy at least thinking about all of the things that we need to do to regulate us all the things i need to do like imagine you have to think about keeping your body alive and your heart rate and your you know your temperature no it's a it's it's geared towards abstracting all of that away and subconsciously performing those so from the time I, wo- I woke up there were so many things i just did subconsciously i didn't i didn't wo- it wasn't inherently part of my experience is where i'm trying to go with this so as as, as stating that conscious is all about the experience and the hard problem of conscious is figuring out that step function to experience we don't really grasp there's so many things that happen at the sensation and the perception level that subconsciously we just go about day to day which allows us in in a matter of speaking to have this rich subjective experience without it we wouldn't be able to have it so there is some kind of definite uh, design of those principles that play in here but tying it back to intentionality 
that experience itself then allows us in turn to to have the subjective feeling of we are intentionally performing certain actions and at the end of the day if you break it down to the to the lowest level it's all about the energy transferring that energy into some sort of mechanical function that's really what we do one second at the lowest level at the most basic fundamental we take in energy from many different sources it obviously starts coming in from the sun but you know transfers into some kind of food we take that in we chemically change it and we perform mechanical actions but we also seem to be performing some conscious actions or thought actions or cognitive actions to some sort of mental realm on top of the physical so that's really what fundamentally is happening here whether it happens consciously or subconsciously the 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 question is then how what other things in the universe do that and it's everything that's alive in some sort of sense um it definitely transfers energy at a different type of subconscious and conscious experience a single cell organism for instance it's very limited to that experience it's having it knows how to 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 you know transfer energy between its membrane and keep itself in some sort of sustaining mode but that's all it knows if you move up to the evolutionary tree then obviously you get into the realm of, of mammals and animals uh which have a, a little bit more of an experience sense but they kind of understand a much more of a limited uh, set where it's well i know i need food to survive i know also there are predators out there to survive so the mode that they're in their intentionality is is a smaller subset because the the specific uh what they're looking to achieve is is obviously to stay alive so their intentionality is all revolving around that they're either hunting and searching for food or they're sleeping to recover or they're avoiding predators like there's kind of three modes but as you get closer to obviously mammalian and then us there is much more of a sense of a, a broader intentionality that we have we could almost do bound by our physical reality obviously we could almost intend to do kind of whatever we want uh i could raise my hand i could lower my hand I, you know all the words coming out of, of right now of what i'm saying i could intend to say although that's not that's kind of not true in some sense um it's happening too quick for me although i intended to record this i actually you know never in any of these sessions do i plan it out so it's very it's very ad hoc it's very raw i'm just kind of going with the flow which basically will point that it's more of a subconscious thing like i'm i'm recalling i'm on the fly creating a sequence of of words that have obviously an inherent meaning to myself and and to people out there uh, that's more of a product of how we've created obviously language how language developed how our understanding between each other works uh, but at the end of the day it's still energy right all of this even my words the sound waves coming out of me transferring to electrical em- energy through the microphone through the laptop obviously through the internet and stored somewhere as as energy and then basically transferred the other way so um is definitely intention is an interesting topic when you break it down 
because we're doing things subconsciously which we do intend to do but it's not still conscious and maybe the differentiation there is what's happening between the conscious experience and the subconscious experience i think the intentionality just the feeling comes out when it's conscious right if i think about stopping for a second and taking a sip of water that's very conscious and very intentional (laughs) But the words coming out of my mouth almost as I'm trying, it's, it feels like there's no time. And I think maybe it's a timing thing. Like it takes 50 milliseconds for the sensation and, and almost perception phase is about 150 milliseconds where you're taking in all of these data points. But to become consciously aware of something is about 250 milliseconds. So there's, there's two types though. You're consciously becoming aware of something that just happened. So... Generally, when I look around and I see things and like I'm in taking all these data points, it's taking about 250 milliseconds for me to kind of have a conscious thought almost, be cognitive of what's happening. The other thing is though, I can be conscious of what my next intentions are. And this is what we talked about, the future predicting machine of what our brain and our consciousness does. And then I, if I decide, and maybe that's where free will comes into it, I try and make that my reality. So it could start with a conscious intention, which is slightly different to, it's, it's almost proactive versus reactive. If I'm walking down the street and, and something catches my eye, that's very reactive. And then I'm consciously aware of it. That's by design. Obviously, if you're walking in a forest and like there is a predator out there, you don't have time to consciously say, oh, I think there might be a predator. Like you need to react. And we've evolved to have a subconscious experience of a reaction. And that's what happens when you're in react mode. But something is is, is more than that now. Our, our consciousness and our evolution has given us, we talked about the experience and meaning phase, but it's given us the ability then to be proactive. I proactively, intentionally want to do something. Uh, And maybe that's where I'm starting to understand what intention means. A reactive intention versus a proactive intention. And a reactive intention is clearly not something we overly control. And this is why our bodies keep us in homeostasis without us, excuse me, having to worry about it. But the proactive intentionality is a attribute, I would say, of consciousness. It's a very important feeling, whether it exists exactly or not. Um, and so it's, it's an important concept. It's interesting. It sort of goes to the heart of almost dualism as well and downward causation, um, non-physical causing some changes, uh, the system as a whole having the ability to affect the individual parts, really what we're talking about, but not only at our own scale, but we're talking about all of humans in this scale and maybe, and all of mammals, you could say, or however far in the evolutionary tree, um the intentionality exists uh now this is still very fascinating this is super fascinating because even at the smallest level of me doing this does that mean me recording this session changed the overall physical way that the universe was going to be played out (laughs) I mean, I feel sort of very insignificant because like the universe is so large and huge. But at the end of the day, it's these micro changes that we're implying that humans do to a mechanical universe. I mean, this is going back to the Descartes eras uh, of enlightenment where 
we first proposed a mechanical universe with Galileo and Descartes and all of the great thinkers that followed, the universe is clearly mechanical. It clearly has scientific laws. And by clearly, I mean, at least in our conscious experience. But then we are seem to be beings that are able to affect those laws, circumnavigate those laws, change the way the laws play out. It just, it, it feels like it's a tough sell. <laughs> uh, intentionality, we could almost say is the same as free will at the fundamental objective level. It's a tough sell, but however subjectively we experience it, it's what we have. We will experience it. It feels like it. We'll go through our lives at least under the the thought that we are intentionally and purposely playing out our lives and that we're intentionally and purposely having the free will. This is the heart. Actually, I think I just touched on the heart of the free will sort of discussion and intentionality is, is in the same bucket. But it is slightly different to me. I think it definitely it definitely has some non it's after we choose to do something that we are intentional we are intentional about it it's deliberate almost it's not random i guess that's the word i'm looking for um it's not based on a cause and effect specific cause and effect chain although the cause you could argue is mental this is i think this is like the 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 crux of a lot of what we've been discussing actually is the mental realm a foundational element of cause and effect is mentally something that causes an effect in the physical world david hume a philosopher in the 17th century i want to maybe 18th century um i think it's the 17th he followed on from john locke around the empirists he had a very interesting notion that, in fact, a lot of things that play out in our mind, including cause and effect, is a ramification of our cognition and our consciousness. That when things happen in physical reality that we perceive and that we see and that we're conscious of, even cause and effect, even because John Locke was the first to propose that a lot of things we start with a blank slate and... Everything we learn is through our experience and everything that we are physically interacting with the world and know of the world comes through our experience. David Hume extended that, including cause and effect. So even the mechanical reality, the mechanical world that Descartes and others uh, sort of ushered in is something that's in our minds. And this is an interesting concept and and a little bit of a tricky concept to get your head around for lack of a better term but we are used to seeing cause and effect in ways that is is just we don't even know that we know the same thing i've used this example before me sort of banging my fist on this table i'm predicting what's going to happen i'm predicting the cause and effect because i know what's going to happen and how do i know what's going to happen because i've learned what's going to happen i understand the concept of a table i understand the concept of my fist i've experienced all this so many times and learned so many things about the world that in my mind i play out the cause and effect it's actually in my mind and 
you really need to think about this concept. Uh, David Hume, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the, the, that era. And definitely some of the things David Hume was saying are super fascinating, but it really puts our consciousness and our mind in the forefront of, of everything, including reality. And that's, I guess, what empiricism sort of teaches us. Um, so that's now the, the, the big question is like, why? Why, when I bang my fist on the table, it doesn't go through the table? Science helps us understand that. There is a principle of the Pauli exclusion principle. It's the collection of electrons not being able to be in the same place at the same time. And you can talk about the forces. You can talk about the electromagnetic and repulsion and all of that. That plays into it. But I think mainly it's the Pauli exclusion principle. So there seems to be a physical aspect of the mental. If it's all in our mind, there's definitely a play out in the physical world. And that play out is not obviously well known. This is basically what we've been talking about. That play out is not easily explained we have no idea basically and this is the probably you know like i said the heart of the the what we're trying to solve here it's just an interesting dimension to look at it through intentionality and maybe intentionality is more of the subjective experience that we have versus what plays out in the objective universe um so yeah interesting topic um yeah 